Hey everybody, this is The Trout, a.k.a. Rick Troutman. Welcome to The Trout Show Podcast. You know what I do? I interview musicians that are located all over this wonderful planet of ours that are very talented. Some of them you'll know, and some of them you may not know, but one thing I will tell you, you'll know about their life in the music industry. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite Addo beverage, and listen to our next episode coming up right now. Hey everybody, it's The Trout, and welcome to another podcast of The Trout Show. Thanks for stopping by. Today I interview a very talented singer-songwriter out of Toronto, Canada, named Susie Corey. Susie's going to talk about making her way down to Texas to compete in the Texas Sounds International Country Music Awards. She's had a great life as a musician, songwriter, she's becoming a book writer now. She has a very interesting life, and I call her the Renaissance Music Lady. So sit back and enjoy this episode with Susie Corey. That's next on The Trout Show. Tell me about how they found you. I know he just goes out and looks for people. Yeah. So and tell me tell me how that all came about. I think I manifested it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know, I believe in the power of manifestation, all that. I'm not going to get too spiritual on you, but I do believe in that. As you know, my other stories of how things happened, right? right. I kind of see yep. things when they happen. So I had my sights set on the U.S. and particularly Texas. And, um, you know, not to say anything negative about Tennessee, but I've been to Nashville a few times and I found that wasn't quite what I'm doing, what's happening there. And of course, there's different kind of artists, you know, in, in Nashville itself, but and in Tennessee, but the style in Texas, I find it's just so much. Well, first of all, Texas is so much bigger and mm-hmm. the kinds of country that's accepted is a wide range. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, I always thought maybe Texas is my place without really having any reason why, except that I kind of have this feeling about it. And then I get contacted by Preston Taylor from uh, Texas Sounds International Country Music Festival or awards. And, you know, they said, we found you online and we really like your music and we'd love to nominate you at these awards and possibly have you come and perform. And I was like, that's crazy because I've been looking at Texas. You know, I've been a couple of times. I've been to Houston. I've been to uh, Austin and I loved it. So, you know, it wasn't, I feel it wasn't by accident that this happened. It was kind of, I, I always think sometimes there's, you know, I don't know if it's coincidence or I think you have to, you have to try to do things, attempt to do things, or you never do anything. Things right. happen when you do stuff. Well, and, you know, and that's why I talk about this manifestation thing. And when you say that people automatically go, oh, you know, you just sit there and imagine things in your mind. It's like, but that's only a portion of it. Yeah. The other portion is taking a step and doing something, yeah. right? Yeah. So as you know, I do do things and I, I try and do things outside of the scope that normally people like if you live in Toronto, you're looking in the surrounding area here, of what you can do. But I try and think even bigger than that. Like, what else can I do? Like, going to Brazil, you know, I performed there or going to Los Angeles, which is or where Japan. I performed. Yeah. Or Japan, you know, <laughs> so, but it's like, you got to think bigger and then do something about it. Go out there and, and try. Cause you never know. You just plant all these little seeds and then things come of it that you can't even imagine. You know what it is though, Susie, it's the fact that you take a risk. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think, I don't think I know from the people that have been on this show and a lot of them, the ones that, 
there's some just starting out, taking their, you know, starting out their careers. And then other ones, and you, and if you see the ones that have been successful, somewhere along the line, they took that risk. Yeah. You know, they did something outside the box of comfort of them to do something and said, Hey, I got to do something. And, yeah. and, you know, it, you do have to have talent, you know, if that doesn't come into play, then you're not going anywhere. Yeah. But I, I just think that's two things that I, if somebody has asked me, what do you see the commonality with everybody that you interview? They start at a young age. Okay. They're mm-hmm. driven by their music prowess. It doesn't matter what you play. It's just in your soul that you can't get it out. Oh, I got another song. I got to play a song. And yeah. third, they take that risk to move their career somewhere. So you get, if I remember, 15 minutes to play. Isn't that what it is? Um, 20? Yeah, 20 yeah. And tell me, so how do you prepare for that? Because does he, and I don't remember him telling me this, you have to bring your own man, band members or how, what is that? How do you do that? Do you play some, yeah. I guess you can play tracks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you do want to do tracks, I, but maybe he's giving that option. I can't recall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he, of course, you can bring your own band. So if you are a band, of course, you're going to do that. Right. But yeah. I'm a solo artist. I would have to pay everybody and pay their way there. So yeah. that gets a little costly. Um, yes. Lucky for us, he's also providing a house band. That's right. So months yeah. ago, I sent through my music. They'll learn that music. Uh, we might have a quick rehearsal. I'm not sure, but you know, uh, yeah, you do. Of, you did tell me, yeah. You do, yeah, yeah. So, but they're seasoned musicians. You know, I did the same thing when I the Love Revolution Festival, the country music festival that I created. I did it down in uh, Tennessee, in Columbia, Tennessee, and that's what I had to do. I hired a house band, sent them the music. All the artists I had them send me their music. Anybody who wanted to use the house band sent it to the band, and it's incredible how they learn it. And we actually didn't have a rehearsal. <laughs> Because the band couldn't get, get together. We just, well, the day of, we just performed the songs. You know, we did one, sound. One, two, three, go. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're so, like, they work on charts and things like that. Yeah. We, here, I don't really use charts with musicians. I just send them music they do by ear, yeah, which is I fine. Do. But, yeah. yeah, you know, but with charts, it's pretty straightforward. And, of course, they listen to the song, the original. And then, I mean, it went off without a hitch. There was no mistakes or anything like that. And that's. That's pretty incredible when you've had no rehearsals. So, so how many tunes are you going to do or try to do? I said, yeah, about five songs, maybe. Oh, four. wow, you're going to plow, plow through them, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like I said, four songs just to give because I'm okay with either. It's not really about how many songs you're doing. For mm-hmm. me, it's do them well, um, and you know, it would have been great to have proper rehearsals and kind of jam on things. And, you know, it, then it, it, it just changes the vibe of it. But of course you have to do with what you can with the time that you have yeah. and the resources that you have. So, you know, I still think it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited about it. I always love meeting new musicians, new artists. So yeah. the whole experience for me, this is incredible. What else have you been doing with your music though? Uh, I write a lot. It's been kind of a quiet period for me because I think, you know, there's times you're go, 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 very active on social media, pushing something out. And then there's times you have to kind of stop, reevaluate, figure out what's next. And you can only do that if it's quiet. Like you have to create a quiet space. Um, I'm excited because, you know, I have things going on still. So I'm performing next week at a music expo here. Um, plus, you know, in October, this big thing with the Texas Sounds International Country Music Festival um or awards sorry i keep saying festival yeah and no, it's then, easier you know, to say yeah 
Right. Yeah. And in um, December, I'm going to LA for a, a music conference, but it's more to do with sync, which is something else. Like I'm starting to look more behind the scenes on things. So, you know, you create this music, but what are you going to do with this music? It's not just about performing. And I'm okay with not being in the forefront. I mm. love performing, but it's not like I only have my sets sight, uh, my sights set on being um, famous. You know, I love being behind the scenes, um, you know, putting music for film and TV. And that's really been another focus of mine or songwriting mm. for other people and just being known even as a respected songwriter, you know, whether I'm performing those songs or whether I'm giving them to other people to perform. So that's kind of where I'm finding, I kind of like that more, you know, you're talking about the band, uh, the younger girls that you'd spoken to that yeah. are touring and you said, you know, is this your dream? And they said, yeah. I don't know if that's my dream. I don't yeah. really want to be on the road going from, you know, city to city and yeah. not even seeing anything. I would love to tour at some point, but it would be, you know, I heard Miley Cyrus talking about it and I thought that was very interesting. She said, if you notice, she hasn't had a tour in years. Mm, no. And she said, it's not my thing. I don't feel comfortable and it's certainly not normal to be in front of, you know, 50,000 people and you're one person on that stage to her it just doesn't feel good she would rather do the thing that it's more you know you have a connectivity with people maybe smaller venues picking and choosing a few shows to be a part of she yeah. doesn't mind doing festivals but she doesn't want to be that person lugging around on the road and yeah I know she probably have great accommodations and great <laughs> travel but still doesn't want to be that person and I'm like I totally get that because yeah. I wouldn't want to be that person either. I'd love to do select shows, which is what I do now. You know, I pick and choose a few things to do because I certainly want to continue performing. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, being on a stringent tour that requires you to be every single day in a different city and doing 200 shows a year, certainly not my dream. <laughs> <laughs> but I think your personality, though, is you're more of a managerial position, you know, because, well, I mean, look, you have to have people. It's like a producer when you go in the studio. Yeah, they're not. Why do people hire producers? Because they want somebody to tell them what to do. No, it's not that. It's just they see different things than the performer does. And, and what you just got through saying, I understand that. Because being an executive in a business and, you know, managing and all that stuff, it's one, it's always, it's, but everything has its downfall. There's things about it you don't like, but I can see you doing that, you know, <laughs> because I tell people all the time, you don't have to be famous. The checks are still checks. Get paid. Well, and I look at what I realized in the few years that I've been doing this is that's a smart thing to do because it buys you your freedom. You know what I mean? That you get to choose what and when and with who you want to work. So if you've got those checks coming in from passive income, but you're not physically having go out and grind every night, uh, yep, yep, then yep, you've yep. got the time, the space to do even more <laughs> and create even more and help other people. And the focus goes from being just on you. See, that's the one thing I found that if you're pushing yourself as an artist, you're pushing your own agenda and that's okay. But when that becomes your whole focus, it's very limited in the amount of, joy it brings you if you're helping other people so that's why when i did the festival that mm. was probably the best thing i've ever done in my life mm. and the happiness that it brought me was more than i could ever explain you know because I, under now, I understand that completely yeah and i think that's how people have to kind of shift how they look at this industry is if you make it just about you 
you're going to limit the amount of true joy and happiness that comes from it. You know, this year was the first year I didn't do this festival. I've done it for three years. And this year I had other things I want to focus on. It was a very difficult decision, but in the same way, it was easy because I really asked myself, do I want to be here and there and everywhere and spread myself thin? And I don't. I'd rather it's a lot of work home. putting those things on. I know. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's so worth it for so many reasons. But you have to figure out, well, what's my priority right now? And I've got to focus. And if it means I have to hold off on that, I'm okay with that. But what I've done instead is support and sponsor other festivals of my friends. Mm. You know, um, another artist, Nicole Ray, she does Harmonia Fest. And it's an all-female country music festival. She's incredible. And the artist that she brings every year, I was part of it the first year. And so she did it. This is her fourth year going. And so I was a sponsor of her festival. And then there's Gusapalooza happening in a couple of weeks. Amazing two-day fest. I know. I just, I love it. I was a part of it last year. Now, what is that? What kind of festival is that? Well, what's cool about it is independent artists. Three-day festival, you can camp there, all these booths. It's very hippie-like, but there's every genre of music, every genre you can imagine, from soul to hip-hop to country to rock, you know? And I thought, that's so great because it doesn't limit anything. And you can go to this festival and see all these incredible artists that you've never seen before and discover new people. And, you know, I believe in that, and I will support anybody who does that. So I thought... Instead of, you know, I didn't do my festival and the money I would have put into that, let me put into these other festivals. And now I feel like this is incredible because I'm a part of supporting something amazing that's happening. And I'm still a part of this, you know, support system that perpetuates things like these incredible festivals that are happening. Well, at the end of the day, what's your what's your goal now? I mean, you've got a little bit of irons and all sorts of fires, so to speak. But what what's. What's the one thing you get up in the morning and go, oh, this is what I want to do? I mean, so, you know, when I told you that this is kind of my quiet time where I I step back for a moment and to kind of analyze life and what is it that I want to do, I started writing a book and that has Mm. always been in my mind. It keeps coming to me that write something, talk about your stories. And it's not about the stories like to be, you know, just name dropping stars and famous people. It's explaining what happened when I started to realize what was possible in life. And when I started to change things around for myself and, you know, I only started doing this in my forties. So yeah. So, you know, to start in your forties is first of all, unheard of, but then to have the things that happened to me happen. um, I want to be able to inspire others to do the same because I talk to a lot of people and you know, whether they're married with children and they think, not life is over, but that whatever they dreamed of is kind of a lost memory. And, you know, it's nice Mm. to think about, but Mm. we'll never do it. You can do it, you know, and I think for me, that's my primary goal. And whatever that vehicle is, whether it's through music and performing and uh, writing songs about that, that are inspiring, you know, a lot of my songs intentionally are to inspire people and they're uplifting. I don't want to write music that is a downer. Mm -hmm. And, Also speaking, I do motivational talks and the motivational Mm. talks are about that. It's my life story. You know, so I'm not preaching to people. I'm just sharing my own story and hopefully people get inspired by that. And the next step for me would be that, you know, um, writing a book and kind of, for me, it gives me a chance to uh, think about everything that's happened and understand everything and what it has meant 
um, you know, on a deeper level than just being going, Oh, I met Axel Rose. No, but there was a lot more, you know, why yeah. did I end up meeting him? What did that do for me? That's what instigated everything that happened now in my forties was that moment of meeting him. It brought back everything that I remembered when I was 14, I first saw him perform and that I had this dream that I wanted to do. So here I am at 40 meeting him and mm -hmm. I realize okay, there's a reason why, you know, yeah. I, I was able to do that. Let me do this, follow this path, or at least try to, of what I had thought about when I was a kid, there's something there. You know, so I believe that you don't have these dreams for nothing. No. And so when people daydream about things, those daydreams are for a reason. They come into your mind because it's something that's supposed to come into your existence. And it's something bigger than you trying to tell you, look, you can make this happen. That's why we're putting it in your mind to begin with. Yep. Are you confused about what's going on in the financial situation in America right now? What you need is an expert, someone that can help you reach your financial possibilities. And that's David Smith with Everett Jones at 469-372-1587. David has years of experience of helping people just like you because his number one concern is you. That's David Smith with Edward Jones, 469-372-1587. Reach out to him today. Like, are you crazy? People flying in the air? Like, what are you nuts? And I'm sure they are it. You know, but if that person hadn't had that dream and that thought, we'd never have planes. So, right. yeah, it's the same thing on, you know, with anything in life. You know, it's like being a performer. Yeah. I've always said when I see people being like, you know, all nervous and everything. And I'm like, you shouldn't be nervous. What you should be is like, it's not about you. You are there to entertain. Mm -hmm. And it's about the audience. Yeah. And you know, if you focus on yourself, how am I looking? How am I sounding? Of course, you want to deliver a great job, but it's all about what are you giving to people? You know what I mean? It's not how you are you looking cool up there on stage, you know? It's just be honest, be genuine, and people will love it. You know, I said at the Guns N' Roses concert, um, the openers were the pretenders. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Unbelievable. And I've never seen Chrissy Hine live, and she blew it out of the water like Chrissy's a great performer but she's so cool she's like slash you know she just she doesn't run around she doesn't care I mean no. that's kind of the, that's the attitude that I always had this feeling that she just doesn't care you know I write songs I do song, and I like some of their tunes Chrissy's in her 60s I know that but she sounded yeah. amazing she looked amazing she was kind and nice and you know made little jokes and made people laugh and whatever and just so appreciative to be she kept saying you know guns and roses are awesome i'm thankful to be on this tour um you know just said a lot of nice words about them as well and i think axel not at the toronto show but he's brought her up on stage to do a song or two with him so it looks like they're having fun you know and that's great well and for her it brings a new new group of people that never did know who the pretenders are yeah they didn't Although have any idea. a lot of people were there for the opening you know usually people don't come for the opening yeah. act it's half full um i have a video of it there's like a lot of people there you want to because, see chrissy high yeah yeah i i went at six o'clock the concert the whole concert didn't end until 11 20. <laughs> oh, i was there at six o'clock 
to see her to make sure I, I didn't miss bring it. a sack lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your time again, kiddo. And uh, here. and I'm going to see you in October. When, when is that again? I forgot. It's like the 18th to the 22nd. Yeah, you probably will. You'll yes, probably I will. <laughs> Go serve like, some I food. <laughs> I promise you a big hug if you come, okay? Oh, well, then I have to have come. Yes. Now you've got it on tape, on record. <laughs> have a great day. All right. Talk to Take you. See you. Bye. Bye. She's got a fire, hot flame burning on the inside. Few by desire. Got caught, trapped in a landslide Last chance left to fight